98K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the government's new social distancing rules come into effect as around a 1,000 COVID infections are tipped for a second day running. Residents of Discovery Bay face another round of COVID testing and a bus operator calls for government support to avoid layoffs. The SAR's toughest social distancing rules since the start of the pandemic have come into effect and tougher measures are also planned further down the line, including a vaccine pass later this month. Sean Kennedy has more. From today, the cap on gatherings in public places will be halved to two people and only two households will be allowed to mix in private dwellings. Religious venues and hair salons are closed until February the 24th. That's when a vaccine pass arrangement will come into effect. Under the pass system, people will need proof they've been jabbed to enter a range of venues, including restaurants, gyms and beauty parlours, shopping malls, supermarkets, department stores, markets and religious venues. But the vaccine pass won't apply to public transport yet, although the Chief Executive Carrie Lam said this might be necessary if the coronavirus outbreak worsens. From today, people wanting to dine at restaurants with a cap of four Four people per table must have proof of at least one COVID jab. Wet market and shopping mall operator Link Reed says it's planning to add a small amount of extra manpower for when the new vaccination mandate comes into force in two weeks' time. The REIT had earlier said it might need a 1,000 additional guards to cope with the new rule, which requires visitors to shopping malls, wet markets, supermarkets and other venues be vaccinated. Link CEO George Hong Choi explained that the REIT had lowered its estimate after authorities clarified that the operators of some venues wouldn't have to check vaccine passes. An assistant professor from the Chinese University School of Public Health and Primary Care says Hong Kong may see two to 5,000 COVID infections in the coming few days. Speaking on an RTHK show, Professor Kwok Kin On said yesterday's record number of new cases reflected the situation a week ago when old social distancing rules were in place and people were celebrating the Lunar New Year. He said we would have to wait until next Thursday before we can see whether the new social distancing measures that begin today are working. The number of infections will continue to rise in the coming seven days because we're looking at a situation when the old social distancing measures were in force. But if everyone puts some effort into social distancing, if you get vaccinated, as long as you're fit to do so, or if you get tested despite the queues, then if we're optimistic, we may see the outbreak peaking at the end of February or early March. Meanwhile, government pandemic adviser Yun Kwok Yung says Hong Kong should make preparations so COVID patients with mild symptoms can isolate at home. Citing the serious outbreak, Professor Yun said isolation and quarantine facilities would soon fill up, and it was paramount that steps were taken to protect the medical system and the elderly. If you have a fever or your antigen test comes back positive, don't go to emergency rooms go to your district's government outpatient clinic. If nurses check you and your symptoms are mild, then they can let you go home, with a pamphlet telling you under what situation you need to go to the ER. But if it's an elderly person at home or someone with a chronic illness and they're unvaccinated, we should be freeing up Asia World Expo for them as protection, as they are high risk. After all, it's very hard to avoid cross-infection at home. 
Residents of Discovery Bay are facing another round of COVID testing after a compulsory testing notice was issued for DB Plaza overnight, one of 53 locations. Yesterday, long queues formed outside the development's fire station and primary school for an earlier order after sewage samples were found to contain COVID. The development has some 18,000 residents. Jonathan Chow is a community organiser from the group DB Watchdog. He was speaking on Hong Kong Today. Those who visit the plaza have to do the testing for two times instead of one time. So now it's a big mess. Yesterday we received information that we have to only do one test for uh, 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 in the coming five days. And now for those people who visit the plaza have to do two tests. So uh, what, what I've just mentioned, who, basically all residents have uh, visited the plaza already. So now we have to do three tests. So uh, now we still have to clarify with the government. Health authorities have issued home quarantine orders to residents of around 300 buildings across 18 districts in the Territory. Those subject to the orders are close contacts of confirmed COVID patients or more indirectly linked to them. They will be homebound for either 14 or 4 days. The operator of two bus firms is hoping for wage support to avoid laying off staff as bus passenger numbers plummet. Bravo Transport Services runs City Bus and New World First Bus and has seen ridership plunge more than 40% amid COVID restrictions. Even before the fifth wave began, it said monthly losses were $25 million. Adam Leishman is Bravo's CEO. The key thing is direct wage support so that we can ensure that we continue to employ people. The last thing we want to do is be making any frontline staff redundant or laying them off. Particularly when we come out of this crisis, we will need those drivers and traditionally we have a shortage of drivers. We have also asked the government to consider a temporary moratorium on any government payments. Before these last restrictions were put in place, we were losing about $25 million a month. Incidentally, that's roughly what we pay the government each month with regards to tolls, rental rates, etc. Turning overseas, the Pentagon has warned that Russia is continuing to deploy additional troops to its border with Ukraine. Speaking at a news conference, the spokesman for the US Department of Defense, John Kirby, said President Putin showed no signs of reducing military movements in the region. Even over the last 24 hours, additional capabilities flow uh, from elsewhere in Russia to that border with Ukraine and in Belarus. We maintain that he's uh, north uh, of 100,000 for sure. And so every day he adds to his options. Every day he adds to his capabilities. Every day he continues to destabilize uh, what is already a very tense situation. Scientists say they've made a significant breakthrough in nuclear fusion, bringing the possibility of an almost unlimited source of cheap power a step closer. Experiments at the European Jet Laboratory in Britain produced 59 megajoules of heat during a five-second burst of fusion, more than doubling the previous record. Tony Don is the programme manager for the Eurofusion Consortium. Using the unique combination of capabilities is exactly what our European collaboration of scientists and engineers has done. We overcame one hurdle after another to produce a sustained fusion plasma that released 59 megajoules of fusion energy in a five-second pulse. The result has raised hopes that a larger and higher spec laboratory being built in France will be able to reach what's known as break-even when the energy produced by fusion matches that put in. 
Iraq has made its final compensation payment over its invasion of Kuwait in 1990. The United Nations Compensation Council that oversaw the process says 52 billion US dollars was paid out to individuals, companies and governments who were able to prove that they'd suffered damages due to the invasion. The BBC's Sebastian Usher has more. Some 2.7 million claims were made. The commission approved 1.5 million. The biggest single payout was to the Kuwait Petroleum Corporation for the oil wells set alight by retreating Iraqi forces. The payments were taken out of Iraq's own oil revenue at varying rates, with payments suspended during the country's existential battle with the Islamic State group between 2014 and 2018. Protests are now spreading across India and beyond its borders against a ban on the Muslim headscarf in some colleges in one southern state. The Pakistani government has deplored the ban and summoned the Indian ambassador to formally convey its concern. In India itself, hundreds of demonstrators came out onto the streets of Kolkata and Chennai, two of the country's largest cities, and in Hyderabad. This woman in Hyderabad said they would fight for their right to preserve their customs. A strong message should go from our side that we are not ready to tolerate any kind of action against the hijab in any part of the country. We are seeing that attacks against Islam and Muslims have increased in the country. The entire country is moving towards the ideology of a Hindu nation and that is why we Muslims are being threatened so that we adapt to the Hindu traditions. The U.S. National Archives has asked the Justice Department to investigate Donald Trump for his handling of official documents relating to his term as president. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. The National Archives Agency has confirmed that a number of Donald Trump's documents, official government records, had to be taped back together after they were torn up by the former president. It's also emerged that 15 boxes of papers that Mr Trump should have turned over when he left the White House were instead taken to his home in Florida. They include letters between Mr Trump and the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and the presidential handover letter from Barack Obama. Under a law passed in the wake of the Watergate scandal, American presidents are required to transfer all of their letters, work documents and emails to the National Archives. The American singer Betty Davis, whose music has influenced generations of artists, has died at the age of 77. Davis enjoyed little commercial success during her career, but her raw, sexually candid songs from the 60s and early 70s won a cult following and paved the way for later artists such as Prince and Madonna. This is her 1974 song, Your Mama Wants You Back. She was briefly married to the jazz legend Miles Davis and was an influence on his later music. To business news, automobile companies either side of the US-Canada border say production is being hit by the blockade by Canadian lorry drivers protesting about COVID rules. The world's biggest manufacturer, Toyota, said its three plants in Ontario were not now expecting to produce any vehicles for the rest of the week, while Ford and Stellantis have also said output was being affected. The White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, agreed the protests at one of the main border crossings risked hurting the car industry. The Ambassador Bridge is Canada's busiest link to the United States and accounts for about 25% of trade uh, between the two countries. And so the blockade poses a risk to supply chains for the auto industry because the bridge is a key conduit for motor vehicles, components and parts and delays uh, risk disrupting auto production. 
A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,726. That's 103 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $70 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 115.60 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 14 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 54 cents. To sports now, an American sensation Chloe Kim gave a snowboarding masterclass as she successfully defended her Olympic halfpipe title at the Beijing Games today. The 21-year-old's first-run score of 94 points was enough to give her the title ahead of Spain's Carol Castellet on 90.25 and Japan's Sena Tomita on 88.25. Russian media have reported that 15-year-old figure skating star Kamila Valieva, who led the Russian Olympic Committee to Team Gold this week, tested positive for a banned heart medication before the Games. The positive test could cost the ROC team the gold and also threatens Valieva's participation in the individual event that starts on Tuesday. And China's men's ice hockey team make their Olympic debut against the United States tonight. Canada open against Germany in a rematch of the 2018 semi-final won by the Germans. Next to football's English Premier League, where Manchester City are back in business. It's Araya Reyes giving it straight to Sterling. Saved from Sterling, following up though, it's De Bruyne. Brentford playing themselves into trouble. It's Manchester City 2, Brentford 0. Kevin De Bruyne made it 2-0 for City and that was the way it finished at the Etihad. Riyad Mahrez scored a first-half penalty. City extended their lead to 12 points over Liverpool at the top. Elsewhere, a late collapse by Tottenham gave Southampton a 3-2 win in North London. That's a setback for Spurs in their Champions League chase. More from the BBC's John Murray. It was a Premier League match that felt like a cup tie. Tottenham led 1-0 through the Bednarek on goal. Breuer made it 1-1. Tottenham, controversially really, went 2-1 up through Son in the second half, but then those two goals in two minutes from El Yunusi and Adams, from brilliant crosses from Ward-Prowse, that's won it. It's finished Tottenham 2, Southampton 3. There was another high-scoring contest at Villa Park, where 10-man Aston Villa drew 3-3 with Leeds United. Norwich drew one all at home with Crystal Palace. The Canaries extended their unbeaten run to three games. European champions Chelsea have beaten the Asian champions Al-Hilal to reach the final of the Club World Cup. Romelu Lukaku scored the only goal of the game. The English Premier League side will face Brazil Palmeiras in Sunday's final in Abu Dhabi. Chelsea midfielder Mateo Kovacic says his team must now take what is a rare opportunity. We need to appreciate this moment and to not take it for granted because to, to reach a World Cup final is very difficult and we are there. We are desperate to, to win this trophy. We could be the, the first players in, in Chelsea's history to bring this trophy to, to London. So we are happy that we are in, in such a, a big final and we will do everything to, to win it. And the weather forecast, it'll be mainly cloudy with sunny intervals this afternoon. The, the outlook, the weather will improve in the next few days with temperatures rising slightly and there will be a few rain patches on Sunday. Currently 18 degrees Celsius, humidity 80%. New sports and weather from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. On the show today after 2 p.m., Noreen Mir joins me for Chinwag. Yes, she is back on the program. And this week she's going to be talking about the effects of favoritism in families. So this could be between siblings, children and in-laws. Mm, I think sparks may fly today. <laughs> After 2.30, Jayang Javeri, the chair of the South Asian Arts Academy, joins me to pay tribute to the life and work of the legendary Lata Mangeshkar, who passed away last weekend. Known as the Nightingale of India, Lata's voice graced Indian film soundtracks for over three generations and captured the hearts of millions across the world with her beautiful voice and humble manner. We're going to be talking about that just after 2.30, so make sure you join in. And um, we're also going to be playing some music from her as well. Plus, I've got some great music um, lined up from some very powerful women, and this is one of my all-time favourites from Peggy Lee, and fever. Never know how much I love you 